You are listening to the Scaling to Freedom podcast. I'm your host, Christina Bernhard. And in this episode, I'm talking about what I've learned from growing a multi six figure agency. So I started in a place that is so far from where I'm at now. I have learned so, so much. I actually started my business four years ago. And when I started in the corporate world, I had zero confidence. I even mentioned this in last week's podcast episode. If you haven't listened to that, uh, definitely check that out where I did talk about boundaries that I did not put in place whenever I first started. (laughs) And at the time, whenever I did start my business, it looked very different than it did now. I actually originally was going to go the agency route and then I decided not to. And then I went back and forth with it. And I actually did more general marketing projects for business owners. And I focused on solely Facebook ads two years ago. So it looked very different before, but I've definitely learned so, so much, even just in the past two years, those first two years learned a ton, but a lot of that was really just trying to gain confidence and really figure out a strategy that was going to work for me. And two years ago is really when things started to take off and I completely pivoted everything. And in the past couple of years, I've gone from it being just me where now we have a team of, I believe there's eight or nine of us now, and they are a fantastic team. I'm so, and so, so blessed, so grateful for having the team that I do. Um, they're such beautiful people and they also do great, great work and I can really count on them, which is just amazing. And I've learned so much from going from it being just me to us having an agency and having these systems that work and not having to be a workaholic and just so many things have happened. So I have put together five lessons and I also am going to add a bonus one at the end that I actually I actually revisited today because this is a lesson that comes up all the time. And I think that there are so many business owners out there that would have such an easier time dealing with being an entrepreneur if they would grasp this concept and just remind themselves of it. So definitely stay to the end because it's such a good one. So the first lesson, uh, and this one's more tactical. So what I've learned from growing this agency is to hire before you are ready. So one thing that I see all the time from my clients, because I learned so much from my clients too. My clients have seven figure businesses and I learned so much from them, but also even just my peers and people in the space where, you know, my friends that are entrepreneurs and things that I see happening all the time is waiting until they have a need to hire. Now this makes a lot of sense, right? This makes logical sense. You have this need, you're in over your head, you need to hire. But whenever it comes to building like a service-based business, especially if you're going the agency route, you want to hire before you actually have the need. Now this requires dipping into your profit when you don't quite have the money yet. So I understand also, you know, that being another reason that people don't always do this. And the second one that I think is actually harder to deal with than the cut into the profit is that it requires a lot of faith. (laughs) You have to believe that you're going to actually have a huge need for this person. Like right now, the need might be just very small, like you're doing fine without them, but that is the perfect time to hire them. You also want to hire people when you have the space to really trust 
train them. I made sure that whenever I hired, there's two key people on my team that played the biggest role in me being able to step away some from the agency. And that is my account manager and my other ads manager. Those were two very important people. Everyone on my team is incredibly important, but they took off such a huge load of my, not even just my time and the actual tasks that I had to do every day, but also just the mental capacity just really opened that up for me. And, you know, I hired them before I actually needed them. We did not have the client load necessarily to justify these hires. I was not in like a huge need or anything like that, but I knew that because I had some extra time on my hands, this was a good time to hire, which doesn't make sense. Usually people hire because they don't have the time, but I wanted to really, really train them and get these systems in place and really create and craft these roles and spend that time doing that. And with that, because I did that, we were able to just take on more clients and everyone's like, do you have capacity? We're like, yes, yes. Like, come on in because they're so solid, right? So the team is so solid because I took the time to give them so much of me. I mean, I was like there constantly all day, every day, answering questions, creating training videos, explaining things. Anytime they ask me a question, I will respond with a short paragraph of this is how we do that. And this is why. And so that they can connect the dots of how everything else works and everyone else's role. So they understand why they need to do it this way. And it goes such a long way. So that's the first one, hire before you're ready. Yes, it requires that money up front and even bigger, it requires that faith that you're going to really need this person. So you want to make sure that you're investing in them and you're training them ahead of time. The second one is systems are everything. And I know everyone says this, this is not something new. If you are consuming information about building a business, being an entrepreneur, if you're in any kind of groups, everyone talks about systems, but it really is not overrated. You want to also build them before you need them. So that's a huge one too. So this kind of goes with the same theme of hiring before you're ready but I was creating these roles in my head before they were here. And I'm so glad. I mean, I knew that I was going to be happy that I did that, but I can't even explain to you how happy I really am that I did that. I mean, more happy than I ever expected to be. I didn't actually expect it to pay off at the magnitude that I actually did. And um, what I mean by crafting these roles before they were here is I was creating systems and pretending like I had this one person, whatever my next hire was on my mind, I was pretending that that person was there. So how would I map out this campaign in this spreadsheet in a way that it would make sense for someone else looking at it, not just me? Little things like that. Super, super big. I also started to create training videos and writing out different steps of the tasks that I was doing every day. I still do this. So everything that I do, whenever I have the time, and I mean, at the time, sometimes even when I don't have the time, I will stop and I'll record everything that I'm doing whenever I'm about to do a task. That way, whenever I'm ready to hire someone or whenever we bring someone on or whatever the case is, I can outsource that. And I've actually had instances where I was not able to do something because I was out of the country or just something was happening and I needed to hand off something that I would have had to explain how to do, but I already had a training video and a whole SOP on it. And so I was able to just hand it off to someone like, here's my login for this. And this is how you do it. And a person on my team took it over. I mean, like things like that. There's so many instances where that has paid off. So it takes more time in the beginning, but it's so, so worth it. So systems are everything. The third one is taking responsibility. 
So this one's huge because whenever you're building out an agency, a big part of that, and not just an agency, really any business, but whenever you're starting to build that out, you are hiring people. So now you have a team and you're delegating things. So you're giving other people responsibility for some of your work. And that can be really scary because they can screw it up (laughs) and you have to be prepared for that. But I think it's really, really important that when they do screw it up, while you do need to take care of that and make sure it doesn't happen again and figure out where is the hole in the system, why this happened, you know, obviously troubleshoot all of that, fix it so it doesn't happen again, but also take responsibility that everything is on you as the business owner, as the agency owner, everything is your bad. And I think this is especially important when you're hiring specific roles that are going to be dealing with your clients. That can be a really uncomfortable thing to do because you have a relationship with your clients. You are serving them in the way that you want to serve them. So whenever you hand something over to someone on your team and they have to communicate with the client or they're dealing with the invoicing and, you know, are they going to double build the client? Are they, you know, all these things happen and they do happen and it's still on you. You hired that person, you trained that person, you created that system, you did all of that. And I think taking that responsibility really allows us to have more power. I feel very empowered whenever I take responsibility. Me and my team, we have a great relationship. So, you know, whenever they make certain mistakes, like if it's a really bad mistake, I tell them like, this cannot happen. We just can't make mistakes like this. But we have such a great relationship and trust that I know that whenever they make a mistake, I know that they're going to fix it and they're going to do everything that they can to not have it happen again. And then it also opens up the opportunity for me as a business owner to figure out why did this happen? Did I not train them on something? Is this not listed in an SOP somewhere? You know, what is the case? Can we automate something so that this doesn't happen again? What do we need to do? And it opens up like, honestly, every mistake that happens. And I will say it's rare because my team is fantastic, but it does happen. And whenever it does happen, it always like brings up a really good idea on something we can do to fix it. And it doesn't happen again. I mean, it's, it's a beautiful thing, but taking that responsibility is huge. Um, and it's honestly going to give you so much more power instead of just blaming. You just can't blame everyone on your team. (laughs) Like you're going to be mentally spiraling if you go down that, that place in my opinion. So definitely take responsibility, fix it. The fourth lesson that I've learned is balancing boundaries and client experience. And I actually won't go through this too much because last week, this is what the podcast was all about. So I actually go super in depth with this. So if you want to learn more about that, check out that episode from last week, but balancing boundaries and client experience is a very delicate balance. And I started out my business with no boundaries, like literally no boundaries, started out being on that end of the spectrum to starting to implement those boundaries, but then finding myself in situations where my client really needed something And it was technically would be an exception of one of my boundaries and having to learn how to navigate that. Do I need to loosen up this boundary? Do I need to make just a one-time exception for this? You know, what, what do I need to do? And making those decisions on sometimes a daily basis of figuring out, you know, how to do that. Like at one point we had office hours and I was like, this doesn't even work because sometimes I'm in different time zones. My clients are global. It's the office hours don't make sense for us. Um, And just kind of like learning those things. But What I have learned is that I really do like to provide a very high touch client experience and I love my clients so freaking much. Like they're doing amazing work and I'm huge advocates for them. And so I love serving them. Obviously 
I also have to have boundaries, but it's usually a no brainer for me now that I've kind of played with both sides. I've definitely had no boundaries (laughs) and then I've started to implement them uh, and put those in place. And so learning that balance was huge for me and there's no right or wrong way to do this. If you want more help in figuring out what this balance might look like for you, check out last week's episode because I went all into that. The fifth lesson that I've learned, and this is huge, is how to separate my feelings from circumstances. There's so many great things about having your own business. If you're a business owner, which you likely are, if you're listening to this, you know all the amazing things about owning your own business. But one downside of it is that it can fluctuate. And also things will happen, especially if you're growing an agency specifically, or even just growing a team, you know, things fall through the cracks. Like it's just part of the process. It's a rocky road to get to this like streamlined, beautiful, like systems oriented, fully trained team. It's definitely like a a roller coaster to get there. And you have to keep your emotions in check throughout all of the ups and downs. And, you know, this includes the ups too. I mean, I've seen people get just too high off of things where the lows are really, really low and finding a way to just have your emotions about your business be separate from the numbers. Like, you know, the revenue for a long time for me personally, revenue was really dictating how I felt. It was dictating how much anxiety I had. It was dictating how happy I was. And it was just controlling me so much. And I'm in Brooke Castillo's, if you're familiar with her, um, she has a program called Scholars and I'm in Scholars. And with that program, you have access to a life coach each week. And I received a lot of coaching on this because it was huge. And I really needed to separate my feelings that were coming from my thoughts about specific circumstances. And I did a lot of work on that and I wouldn't say I'm perfect on it, but I'm so, so much better. And my life is so, my brain is so much more peaceful when I've been able to make this separation because when revenue is bad, or I shouldn't say bad, when revenue is low, being low with it emotionally does not increase your revenue. (laughs) So that was a big lesson, which is something that I knew, but I just didn't know how to not go low with the lows, right? So that has been a huge lesson just for my quality of life and also just how I show up as a leader. When you are showing up in a place you know, of scarcity and you are um, fearful of the future and you have these negative thoughts about what's happening, you just show up differently. You show up differently on client calls, on team calls, on sales calls, on Instagram stories, like everywhere. And so when you're able to you know, separate this and you can show up as your confident, highest self, the revenue just starts to come up. I mean, it's kind of a magical thing, but also, you know, it's going to go down again, likely may or may not. But if it does, you still have to show up as that confidence, abundant mindset. So that one is huge. And then I said, I was going to give a bonus one. And this is something I actually dealt with this morning. So super fun. One thing that is a concept that we learn in scholars is that life is 50-50 and it's 50% great, 50% bad. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're only happy, you know, half of the day or anything. There's no like perfect formula in that sense, but there is no place that is 
all happy. And even if, you know, with social media, it kind of looks that way, right? But it's not true. So with having a business, there are so many amazing things about it. Like I, it just feels so aligned with me. I love the benefits so much and so many people do as well. I love, you know, being able to not have my income capped and I can make as much money as I want. I love that I can work wherever I want. I love that I can travel full time if I want to and still work. I love that I get to work with whoever I want to work with. If there's a client that is shitty or something, we can just fire them as a client and move on and go our separate way. If there's a team member that I don't like, then I will let them go. Like I only have to work with amazing people. Like it's awesome. But along with that, with being a business owner, there are also shitty things that you have to deal with as well. And you can't just take the good without the bad. You have to show up for the bad as well. And it's just part of the game. And there are so many things that happen you know, whenever you are an entrepreneur, that just doesn't work out. You invest in people that let you down, which is something that happened to me. I made a huge investment and they really let me down, but that's, that's just part of the game. And you can't just get all the good things. You can't just get all the money and all the freedom and not deal and show up with the bad parts of it, the parts that just aren't as fun. It all comes with it. (laughs) And so knowing that for me personally helps me so much because whenever the bad quote unquote comes up, then I know that this is just part of the game. I'm supposed to deal with these things. This is part of it. And we get ourselves into a lot of trouble when we think that we're not supposed to have lows in our revenue, we're not supposed to get rejected. We're not supposed to have people let us down or to waste investment money. We're not supposed to, you know, lose money in business or things go wrong. That's not true. If it were true, then I'm sure there'd be someone out there that has built a business and never, ever had a hurdle. I'm not aware of them. And I honestly probably wouldn't believe them if they claimed that. So, you know, it's all just part of it. And I think, you know, if we just show up every day and know that that's part of it, whenever it does come and it will, we just know that this is part of it. And this is what, you know, we have to deal with as business owners. And it's not the end of the world. We always get through it. We know what we're doing. Even if we don't know what we're doing, we figure out what we're doing. And eventually we do know what we're doing. And that is probably my most favorite lesson because it has brought me the most peace in this entire journey. But that is what I have for you today. So those are the biggest lessons that I've learned from growing a multi six figure agency that is higher before you're ready. Systems are legit everything. It's not cliche. They really, really are. You need to take responsibility for everything that goes on in your business, not just the good stuff, the bad. Balancing boundaries from client experience, huge lesson that I've learned, and also how to separate my feelings from the actual circumstances. And then my bonus lesson that I've learned, which is taking the good with the bad and accepting the bad just as much as I'm accepting the good. So I hope that you found this helpful, entertaining or anything like that. If you did follow me on Instagram, let me know, DM me and let me know what you thought about this episode. I would love to chat about this if we want to open up a conversation and go ahead and share with me any lessons that you've learned from growing your business. I would love to hear it. So I will see you guys next week. 
Thank you for listening to the Scaling to Freedom podcast. If you are a seven-figure coach looking for ads management with an agency that partners with you to get your work out into the world and amplify your impact, see if we are a good fit by applying for a spot in our agency at christinabernhard.com slash apply. Find the link in our show notes.